0: to you, right? Today is going to be the day we're going to uh, acknowledge the fact that God has given us so much that we should be just overflowing with, with joy and thanks, uh, thanks to God for all He's given to us, all He's done for us. You know, he, uh, He's a God that, that we're not deserving of all the things He does for us. He cares for us in ways that we can never think of or imagine, even in our deepest, darkest times, how He cares for us, right? We're going to stand. As we welcome you and have you sing with us as we worship uh, worship God this morning, give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. Let's worship.
1: Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. The mighty hand and outstretched on his loving to forever. For the life has been reborn, his loving God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is It's all been to is faithful, forever God is strong, forever God is with us, forever, and ever, forever. Bye. His love endures forever, His love endures forever, His love endures forever. Love endures forever Y'all sing praise Sing praise Sing praise Sing praise Sing praise Forever you are faithful Forever you are strong Forever you are with us you are with us forever and ever
2: forever amen greetings in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ isn't it great to be in the house of the lord today Uh, You know, I would like to welcome you into his presence. Uh, You know, he has been here before we even thought about it this morning. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, dear Lord, for today. Uh, You know, God is, uh, you know, we see all the things in this world, dear Lord, that uh, all the bad things, dear Lord. We thank you that we are able to come into your house. And God, that we are able to experience your mighty presence with us this morning. God, I pray your Lord that you would receive our praise as sweet incense unto you, because God, this is the day that you have made, that we come and just simply glorify you. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I'd like to welcome all of our guests. If you are a guest of ours, there is uh, in the uh, back of the pew, right in front of you, there's a little card. So if you could take that card out and just simply fill that information out for us, uh, and just simply separate it and put it into the offering plate, that would be great for us. Uh, you know, but we are excited about today. This is our Thanksgiving day. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, again, welcome and thank you for being
0: here. Amen. Just a few announcements. Just to remind you of a really great one that I unfortunately am going to have to miss because I have to go to Narrowway and perform. A show while you all are feasting like kings and queens upon the Thanksgiving meal after service today. So uh, immediately following service, you make your way down to the fellowship hall and enjoy. If if you did, you make any pound cake? Okay, I was going to say if Kelly made pound cake, someone please put me a piece aside. But it's all right. Uh, But that's immediately following the service today. If you uh, didn't prepare anything. You are still invited to be part of our fellowship. We want you to be um, present with us. Come down to the fellowship hall and, uh, and take time to be with us. There's a scheduling change this week. As you know, our pastor will be heading out on vacation tomorrow and um, they'll be gone for the week. But we'll be back in time for services next Sunday. Uh, but with that, we want you to enjoy your Thanksgiving week. We will not have Wednesday evening service this week. OK, um, so just keep that in mind. Quick schedule and change. I know we're programmed to be here on Wednesdays. We are a church that still believes in church on Wednesdays. But this week, prepare for Thanksgiving. If that means you kick your feet up and you rest, then kick your feet up and rest. If it means that you're slaving in the kitchen, then do what you got to do there too. But uh, just no, no Wednesday evening service. A couple of things coming up next Sunday um, evening to 6 o'clock service. We'll be our hanging of the green service. So we want you to be here, be a part of that. It's going to be a very special service. It's interactive. You have a part to play in helping transform our worship area, our church, for the Christmas season. And each part has a very specific meaning, and uh, you you don't want to miss being here a part of that, okay? And following that evening service will be our, our birthday and anniversary fellowship time. Um, so just keep that in mind, and a couple of shameless plugs for me uh, as a choir guy, uh, just remember uh, we do have choir tonight, and uh, we'll be working on Unto Us, but more importantly I um, want to make sure you're aware, December the 16th, mark this on your calendar, it's at 1045 uh, worship service, this service, where we'll be presenting that, um, that presentation of Come and See, Go and Tell. We do also have our children's ministry doing a few songs in that service. It's going to be a very special time. Make sure you're inviting all your friends and family to come and be a part of this day. It's a great time to introduce people to our church. Uh, help them grow and love what you have grown and loved over uh, your time with us, okay? Um, and then I want to go ahead and put out the fact that we do have a candlelight service that so we're going to be doing that evening service of Sunday the 23rd, the following week. Very special time for us as a church, so make sure you're planning those moments. And um, now we're going to have a video for Thanksgiving with Andrew. Thank you.
3: How many times have I told you, feet off the coffee table? Sheesh, you scared the stuffing out of me. Where you been all day anyway? I have been getting ready for Thanksgiving. Oh, you mean the apocalypse? Okay, now I know that Thanksgiving isn't the best time of the year for turkeys, but it's not a time to be cynical. It's a time to stop and count your blessings. No <laughs> right, right. Easy for you to say, Mr. Positive Pilgrim. Mr. My life's perfect because I've got buckles on my shoes and my hat doubles as a hot tub. Okay, now stop. You stop. Just listen to me. You listen! Okay, I'm listening.
4: Hi. I don't have anything to say. I just...
3: All right, okay, bring it in. Come on, come on, let's hug it out. Who's your buddy? Who's your pal? I am, that's right. Now look, I know what you're going through. I've had my share of my own midlife crises. Like what? Hmm. Trust me, this too shall pass. Yeah. But what do I have to be thankful for? I mean, look at me. I live in your house, I sleep on your couch, I eat your food, my life is a wreck. And besides that, I have not seen or heard from my brother Larry in over a week, and I can't even grow a decent beard. What kind of turkey am I? You are the type of turkey that's not gonna allow circumstances to dictate your joy. You are gonna have a more thankful perspective.
4: What you talking about, Pilgrim? I'll
3: tell you what I'm talking about. Do you have a place to live? Well, be thankful for that. Do you have a place to lay your head down at night? Yeah. Well, be thankful for that. Are you getting enough to eat? Yeah. Seriously, I need to if you get enough to eat. Yeah, it's like you're trying to fatten me up more than you know. All I'm saying is let's not focus on what we don't have, but focus on what God has already blessed us with. You're right. I am a blessed turkey. Yes, and you're about to bless a whole Pilgrim village. Hmm? Never mind. Hey, I am hungry. You want something to eat?
1: You betcha, Pilgrim.
3: Hey, I forgot about these leftovers.
1: Larry.
0: (laughs) Oh, that poor turkey. (laughs) Well, I think we're going to have a lot of poor turkeys uh, this week. And that's fine because nothing is finer than a good turkey on Thanksgiving, right? All right, well, we're going to count our blessings, right? We're all about uh, this being Thanksgiving. We're going to have some uh, great songs to worship God and thank Him for who He is. We're going to start by standing and ask you to worship with us as we do just that.
1: Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does your call seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly And you will be singing as the days go by Count your blessings, sing them one by one Count your blessings, see what God has Miss you his love untold Count your many blessings you cannot buy Your reward in heaven Nor your home on high Count your blessings and them one by one Count your blessings See what God has done Count your blessings name them one by one Count your many blessings See what God has done Whether or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your turn. Just one thing that I want to say, Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for all you've given to me, for all the blessings that I your name. Thank you Lord, thank you Lord With a grateful heart, with a song of praise With an outstretched song, I'll bless your name Oh thank you Lord, I just want to thank you Lord
2: Father, we do thank you so much, dear Lord. God, we thank you that uh, whenever we have hurts in our lives, that we're able to come to you with them. And God, we know that you are the only one that is capable of helping us and taking those hurts away. Uh, The uncertainties, dear Lord, of this life, dear Lord, I, I know, God, that we can bring them to you. And God, that you give us comfort and that you give us strength. Uh, Today, dear Lord, we thank you so much for all that you have done for us. God, I thank you for being with us here this morning and for ministering to the ones that have came and knelt before you. Uh, you God, I pray, dear Lord, the ones that are seeking a touch of strength, God, that you will touch them right now. God, the ones that need comforting this morning, dear Lord, that you would comfort them. God, the ones that need your peace today, God, that you would give them your peace. God, the ones that need healing today. God, that you would touch them with your healing power. And God, today we'll give you the praise and the glory for what you have already done and what you're doing and what you're going to do. Because we praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen amen i'm going to ask the ushers to go ahead and make their way forward this is still a time that we worship and that we praise god for who he is and for what he has done so remember whenever you have the opportunity to give back a portion that god has given to you and you place it into the offering plate we do what Praise the Lord for what we are able to give back to Him. Let's praise God aloud this morning with our tithes and offering. David, if you can lead us in prayer.
5: Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad for a day that we can praise him and give him thanks for what he's done but you know we should not do it just one day a week or one day a year. We should do it every day. When we wake up in the morning, praise God for a good night's rest. Praise God for the food that you've got on the table. Thank praise God for the roof up above you because there's some people don't have it. And I thank God for what he's done for me. I look back a few years ago, came close to going home I don't mean my earthly home either. And God reached down, and he says, it's not time. He brought me back. Then a year later, I had another problem arise. told the wife, I think it's about time again. God says, no, not yet. You've got another song to sing and another time to witness. So I want to tell you all, I thank God. For reaching down one day and saving this piece of nothing. Made something in his eyes that I can glorify him. So today's song that I've chosen is an old song. I recorded it back in the 70s. And it's just a beautiful song. And it just says, thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me.
4: AS THE WORLD LOOKS UPON ME AS I STRUGGLE ALONE THEY SAY I HAVE NOTHING BUT THEY ARE SO WRONG IN MY HEART I'M REJOICING OH I WISH THEY COULD blessings on me. Oh, there's a roof up above me. I've a good place to sleep. There's food on my table and shoes on Thank God for my I know I'm not wealthy And these clothes, they're not you I don't have much money But Lord, I have you To me, that's all that matters Though the world may not see, thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Oh, there's a roof up above me. I've a good place to sleep. There's food on my table and shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. I thank you, Lord, for all your blessings.
2: We are truly thankful for what God has done for us. Amen. as we continue in praising and thanking God preaching 101 tells you not to get up and preach without a handkerchief and I do it all the time I don't like handkerchiefs <laughs> oh man today's text is Luke chapter 17 And we're going to be looking at verses 11 through 19. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. As you turn there, I want to set this up for you. So, where we find Jesus in this passage of Scripture, uh, Jesus is wandering around, making his way back to Jerusalem and he is on his way back to Jerusalem to celebrate uh, the Passover. Now, the Passover that he's going to celebrate is going to be the last Passover that he'll be for, be here for. Uh, But it's not the last time that he will be in Jerusalem, because remember, he makes his way to Jerusalem, and in the midst of this uh, trip that he makes there, um, uh, you know, the priest and the the Pharisees, uh, you know, they They try to kill him. So Jesus leaves Jerusalem, and he leaves Jerusalem for a period of time, just a couple of days or a couple of weeks. And remember, that's whenever he tells his disciples that he needs to go back to Jerusalem. And that's whenever uh, James, uh, you know, steps in, and James kind of, I think it's James, and he says, well, he says, if you're going to Jerusalem to die, then we will go to die with you. Uh, and he makes that statement, and that would be Jesus' last trip into Jerusalem. So this is that trip before there, but he's wandering around. So he's going from village to village, and he's preaching and teaching, and he's uh, you know, healing people. Um, and we find here that he is on the border of uh, Samaria and Galilee. Whenever uh, you know, we get into this passage of Scripture today, and we find that he goes into this, uh, you know, into this village, and we find that there's 10 lepers that's standing at a distance, and they begin shouting out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So uh, let me set this up for you. I want to I kind of bring this to us, uh, you know, if you'll allow me this morning, I I want to set it up with this story. Um, So there was this uh, young man, this cobbler, and no, I'm not talking about a peach cobbler or a cherry cobbler that we're fixed to go eat. This is a cobbler that is a shoemaker, Uh, and this cobbler is, uh, you know, he's living in this little town, and this town is called, well, you know, let's say that it's Samaria. And him and his wife and his, uh, you know, two daughters, uh, you know, they have this nice little business and he's making shoes for the people in the community. And, uh, you know, he wakes up this one morning and he looks at his hands and at his arms and his, his skin is discolored and he has some bumps beginning to appear on his on his hands and his on his arms. So, uh, you know, in fear, he gets up and uh, you know him and his wife and they go to the doctor and the doctor confirms their worst fears and says that yes you have leprosy well this is devastating news because this meant that he was no longer able to be the shoemaker for this little community He was no longer able to be in the same home with his wife and with his children. His wife and children pack up his clothes. And they say goodbye, but they have to say goodbye at a distance. They can't give him a hug. They can't give him a kiss. He leaves their home. He leaves everything that he has known for the last 35 or 40 years. He leaves what he loves. And he goes and he lives in a community with other outcasts, with other people that have leprosy. He has to forge for himself. He has to dig through the garbage cans to be able to have enough to eat to provide for himself. We don't know how long he's been there. But can you imagine, can you imagine leaving your husband or your wife and your children and no longer being able to hug them or to touch them and to have to live this life of an outcast? You know, there was no cure for leprosy. They don't really know how leprosy actually spreads. Is it by touch? Is it by being coughed on? Is it by blood transfusion? Uh, you know, is it you know how do we how do we contract this horrible disease that disfigures, maims, and eventually takes your life. This man lives this. And then, yes, we find him today, and he's gathered around with about, you know, he's gathered with, uh, you know, nine other gentlemen. Throughout this, we find that, uh, you know, there's been stories and there's been rumors that's gone on about this man that, that is able to heal people with leprosy. He's able to heal people that are blind. He's able to heal the ones that are sick. They've even heard stories that he has raised people from the dead. And they find out that this man is coming close by where they're going to be at. So they gather together. And they begin to shout out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And then Jesus does something that's really unusual. Because all the healings that they've heard about, he's spit in the dirt and he's made mud and he's put it on someone's eye and you know, eyes and they were able to see. Uh, You know, he told this other gentleman that had leprosy that he needed to go to the Jordan River and he had to wash seven times to become clean. And we have these other ones where he just simply touched them and they were healed. But all Jesus does is tells them to go to the priest. It's an unusual request. Just go to see the priest. But most of them there knew that you had to go to the priest to be claimed clean from your disease. So they're like, okay, he's telling me to go to the priest. So I have hope that if I go to the priest, that I'll be healed. So they turn and they begin their way to go to the priest. And somewhere in that journey, they look and they realize hey, I'm clean. I no longer have leprosy. Can you imagine? What rushed through his mind. I get to go home to my daughters. I get to go home and give my wife a kiss. I get to sleep in my bed. Wow. He's like my life has been returned to me. But he says wait a minute. I need to go and give thanks to the one that healed me. So let's go to the scripture. Did you like the little story? Now let's see what we have in the scripture. The scripture begins in verse 11 and it says, Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem. He reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, Ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. He looked at them and said, Go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to god except this foreigner and jesus said to the man stand up and go your faith has healed you amen your faith has healed you this morning i want us to think about this we really need to think about being that one that one that regardless of what's going on, that whenever we have the opportunity to go and to turn and to give God thanks, that we need to do that. Before we get into there, I want us to see something about Jesus and to get this understanding that we need to see here. Jesus shows us that he has compassion for everyone regardless Of who they are. And regardless. Of how they are going to react. Towards his compassion. Jesus. Messiah. Son of God. Knows. The heart. He knows. What we're going to do. He healed. All ten. Knowing. That only one would come back and praise him but he still healed the ten his compassion reaches to everyone but we also see in here there's uh, you know these words that we find it says that whenever the man saw that he was cleansed that he was cleaned of leprosy, whenever he saw that he was cleansed, whenever he saw it, there's a lot of times that God does things for us, but we don't see it. Let me tell you this little story we're full of stories this morning there's this man in charlotte he's been laid off for quite a while and he's ran through all of his emergency cash and uh, you know his savings has dwindled and he has this job opportunity and he's gone to one interview and it went fairly well and they were calling him back for the second interview So he leaves from, let's say, Rock Hill, and he leaves early enough to kind of deal with the traffic, but there was something else that happened along the way, and traffic was a little bit heavier than usual, and whenever he gets into downtown Charlotte, he's almost out of time. He can't be late for this interview, so he's driving around, and he's... Searching for this parking spot, he's he's like, you know, God, if you know, now he's not a church going guy, you know. So we, you know, like we all do, we're in a panic. You know, he begins to pray. So he begins to pray, and he's like, God, if you would give me a parking spot, I need one really bad. I've got to get to this interview. My money's drained. I really need this job, and if I can't make it to this interview. Please, God, if you can just, if, if right down the road here, if you can just simply open up a parking spot. He said, I'll go to church. He said, I'll even start tithing. Just please open up this parking spot. He turns the corner and there's a parking spot right there. He pulls into the parking spot and he goes, oh, never mind, God, I found one. There's a lot of times that God opens up a parking spot for us. But we don't see it as God opening up the parking spot. And we refuse to give him the praise and the glory for it. Does that mean that God won't open the next parking spot for him? No. Remember, he's going to show his compassion to everybody. Kind of gives us this understanding that we need to show the compassion to everybody as well, right? God is at work all around us. We have to open up our eyes to be able to see it. There are things in our lives today that we hate, that two or three months from now we're going to be saying, Thank you so much. Because I am so much stronger for what you have taken me through. There's a lot of joy that's in our lives that we fail to realize that it's there because of God. So we don't give Him the praise. We have to see God in front of us. We have to see. But you know what? We also have to make the opportunity or take the opportunity to praise Him and to thank Him. The passage of Scripture gives us these words and says that the gentleman turned back to go praise Jesus. You know, whenever we think about this, you know, we see that. Uh, you know, yes, there was one gentleman that realized that he was, uh, You know, well, they all realized they were clean, but he's the only one that decided that regardless of what I have looking forward to, regardless of the fact that now I get to go and be with my wife and my children, that I get to start my life all over again, that I get to enjoy all of these things. I need to go to the one that gave it to me before I can go and enjoy it. We have to be able to go to God and to thank Him and to praise Him for it. The problem with it is, is that a lot of us, A lot of us have this feeling that, okay, something good happened. Now, what, I know something bad's coming. Uh, You know, it's like, okay, where's the other shoe going to come from? What, you know, what, you know, what catastrophe is going to hit me next? I was uh, talking with uh, one of my uh, mentors about uh, three, four months ago. And uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't dealing with some things, uh, you know, very well. So, uh, you know, I had this conversation with him and, uh, you know, we're talking on the phone and he pauses for a second and he goes, he goes, John, he goes, let me, let me give you a picture of, of your house. Now, most of y'all know I don't have a house. So he's like, this is your spiritual house. This is your your body. He, he said, let me tell you, let me show you what I hear from you and, and what I see. He said, in your house you have this, this really nice room. It's a little small. It's got nice, comfortable furniture in there. He says there, you know, there's there's two nice, comfortable chairs. Uh, you know, it's at the perfect temperature. Uh, you know, the light is just right you know it's really comfortable to go into and he says you really like to go into that room and and that's your that's your family room that's that's you and your wife he says and then I see this other room that's really big he said it's it's the majority of your of your house and he says I see that you and your wife are there and you know but there's there's a bunch of other people that's there he says you know that's your church and I said yeah he said, I said you know man we're at a great place I said you know I I love my wife but, you know it's just her and I at home uh, you know it's this empty nest syndrome that we're just simply loving to death you know we we both have nice comfortable chairs you know we just kind of kick back and uh, you know, we talk to each other in the morning as we're sipping coffee, and we plan our day. In the evenings, we kind of have conversations as we're watching Netflix. You know, we like these. Uh, you know, we we like to kind of uh, you know kind of get into these certain shows, and we'll watch just those shows, two or three of them back to back, and then we'll go to bed. Kind of sounds boring, but it's really good. I you know, I love my wife, and it's like we're really comfortable together right now, and we're really enjoying this. Uh, you know, and then we got this big room, you know, and it's it's the church, and and I'm loving the church. I really love the people. I love ministering here, and and Peggy loves it, and she's involved in it, and she's doing women's ministry, and we're we're really loving this. So these are two rooms that that we're really loving. And he goes, John, he goes, and there's this this little bitty room that's off to the side, and he said. It's it's kind of dark, he said. It's really kind of neglected. It's got spider webs in there. And he said, uh, you know, two out of the three lights, they're not even working. And, and it has this one chair that's in there that's really not all that comfortable. And he says, I can tell that you really don't spend time in there. He's like, you really need to begin. You, you need to revamp that room. He goes, John, he goes, you don't spend any time in your celebration room you have to be able to celebrate the victories and to celebrate the good things instead of just simply having this nice room over here that Peggy and I really like to be in and then having this really big room with the church and loving the church and loving the ministry and all the things that's going on I never go into this room and and thank God for that small room that Peggy and I are in that we love so much. And, and the big room that the church is in that we just love so much. I don't spend any time in there.
5: We all have
2: to have that thank you room. We all have to have that room that we're able to go in. And that we're able to sit and to meet God and say thank you so much for what you have done for me. Now, it might seem kind of strange because at that point in time, I was really stressing out on this two-year review. And he's like, you really need to go into that thank you room. You need to change the light bulbs. You need to get rid of the spider webs. You've got to spend time in there. You know, I'm not... A fool. I know that there's difficult things that we all go through. I don't think there's a person that is not sitting here today that has not lost a loved one an aunt, an uncle, you know, someone down the line, maybe a brother or a sister, you know, a father, or a mother. You know, we, we've all had loss. But God says, even in the midst of those, I still have you in my hands. And because I have you in my hands, you need to thank me. We need to thank him. We need to praise him even for those difficult moments and times. Because they will make us stronger. That whenever we get to the other side... We will truly be able to say thank you for what you have made me. Thank you for the way that you have molded my life. And that you have taken all of these things and made them to work to where I would be a stronger Christian for you. We have to go into that room. We have to make it up. It's, it's, we've got to get there. This man, he had everything looking forward. No longer is he an outcast in life. No longer does he have to rummage through the trash cans for food. No longer does he have to stand at a distance and holler out unclean, unclean, making sure that people didn't get too close to him. No longer did he have that. He was cleansed, but he took the time to go back to the one that healed I think it was last Sunday or two Sundays ago that Diane sung that favorite song of mine. I know that she sings a lot of other songs really good, but oh, man. I'd rather the healer than the healing. I'd rather the Savior than the saving. I'd rather Jesus than anything. That's where this guy was. He says, yes, I'm clean. Yes, I have this wonderful life in front of me. But I've got to go thank the one that gave it to me. So he turns back and he goes to Jesus. I want us to see, and and we need to remember and see here that In this process, in verse 14, verse 14 says that they were cleaned, that they were cleansed from their leprosy. Some translations do go and use the word heal, but they don't use the same word for heal in verse 14. As they do in verse 19. I want you to grab this. Verse 14 and verse 19. Regardless of whatever translation that you're looking at. Whether they were cleansed from leprosy or they were healed from leprosy. It's not the same word that he used for whenever Jesus told this man that your faith has healed you. The word that this man used or, or, whenever, or the word that Jesus used whenever he said that, you know, that your faith has made you heal or has healed you is so sikensic. If I'm pronouncing this correctly, sikensic, which means that your faith has made you well unto salvation. So whenever we find that what's happening here is that this gentleman being a Samaritan, and one of the things that we have to deal with with being a Samaritan is, is that, yes, Samaritans were half-breeds. Yes, they had half of the Jewish religion, and they had half of some other religion that they were trying to bring together, and they, so they had a different religion, so the Jews didn't like the Samaritans because at that point in time they didn't think that two halves made a whole. They were still half of a person. So the Jews, but the thing about it is is that the part of the relationship or the part of their religion that matched up with the Jews still had and he still knew that there was supposed to be a Messiah that God was going to send. So he still knew that there was going to be a Messiah. He still knew some of the things that was supposed to happen that this Messiah was supposed to do. So we see that he's walking along. He sees that he's clean clean from leprosy. I believe. At that moment in time, he's like, oh, wait a minute. This is not just some man that's healing people. This is the Messiah that the Scripture talks about. This is is the Son of God that the Scripture tells us is supposed to come and to save us. So he then goes back to him and he praises him and thanks him for the healing And then Jesus says that your faith has made you well. That by him coming back, he says, I want the Messiah more than I want the healing. I want the Messiah more than I want the world that I have in front of me. I want the Messiah more than I want to go and hug my wife and kiss my children and kiss my wife. I want Jesus Christ. We have to get there. We have to get to the point that we can be that one that says regardless of what's going on around me, regardless of how life looks, I'm going to thank and praise my Messiah above all things, and before all things. I thank Him and praise Him for the good days. I thank Him and praise Him for the bad days. I thank Him for the joy. I thank Him for the sorrows. I thank Him, I thank Him, I thank Him because of who He is, not because of what He has done for me but because of who he is. We need to be that one that gets it. Let's stand this morning. I'm going to have Susan come and play, and it's just going to be brief because this morning, it's just simply, do you get it? That we need the Messiah more than we need anything else. And if you're there and you say that, yes, I'm the one, then return this morning and just simply come to the altar and thank God for what He has done for you. Regardless of where you are. Regardless of the struggles we've got to say thank you thank you because i want the messiah more than i want the healing i want the messiah more than i want the joy i want the messiah more than i want anything in this world Father, we do come to you this morning. And God, as the, the altars are lined and the front pews are lined, your Lord, I thank you, God, for each one that has made this step. God, that says, I'm the one. I'm going to return to you because I want you more than I want anything else. I want the Messiah in my life more than anything else. God, I know they are the ones that are in the audience still that that's saying the same thing. God, I thank you, dear Lord, for this morning. God, this morning is a morning, dear Lord, that we praise and worship you. Yes, this is the morning that we say, I want you above all. Thank you. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for being my Messiah. Thank you for saving me from this dreaded disease of sin in my life this disease that leads to death thank you thank you thank you in Jesus name amen 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 So what we're going to do, we have the meal that's going to be afterwards, so we'll exit out of here and we'll go straight over to the fellowship hall and we will begin to fellowship and to feast. Uh, You know, there's turkey over there, there's, I I don't know what's all over there, I know there's turkeys over there. I know there's a cherry pie over there, Uh, you know, uh, there's great stuff that's over there. Uh, you know, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to close to pray. You know, to, I'm going to pray to close the service, and then I will also pray for the meal so that whenever you get over there, you can just simply begin to enjoy the meal and enjoy the fellowship, all right? Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for today. Uh, you know, God, I pray that your face would shine upon us, and God, that your mercies and that your blessings from heaven will be poured out God, I pray that you would be with us in this time of fellowship. And God, that you would give us this food to the nurse for our bodies and that you would bless the hands that have provided it. In Jesus' name, amen.